Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It's always great to be saving money on that power bill, using technology wisely, and living a more sustainable life. We interrupt this episode of Energy Matters to take you outdoors. On the road again. Hey, I'm Tim Eccles. I'm on the road. Welcome to Energy Matters. I am in Albany, Georgia, or Albany, as they say. I think, Bill, I got, I've got Bill Branham with me in this first segment. Bill, how do you say Albany? Albany. Albany. We are in Albany. We're on the river. The Flint River here, important part of Albany. You got these turtles all over town. It's kind of their trademark. Uh, a lot of cool things going on. But you're from the Valdosta area, right, Bill? Yes, I'm from Valdosta, Georgia. And you and I have been talking, communicating, visiting since I got in office in 2011. You've come to so many events that I've done. You've had so many ideas and things that you've worked on. And I wanted to talk with you about this neighborhood that you want to build in Valdosta, Georgia, of net zero homes. And, you know, folks may be hearing about net zero, but you've been you've been living that. You built your own net zero home, right? Tell me about it. Well, we didn't uh, exactly build it. We 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 had purchased our first home in 2008 and we got a hers rating on it and and but we didn't put soul on it the second home we purchased in around 2014 and it is a net zero energy home our lowest electric bill was four dollars you know as you're you know doing upgrades on your home there's all kind of rebates available like for insulation you know, obviously HVAC units, different things. Bill, as you think about what folks need to do to get that her score in a better place, where do you start? What's kind of the first thing that you would advise them to do? I would advise them to put insulation in the home and maybe do some windows. Uh, that would give you a start, a firm start on what you need to do. Uh, and, and after that, if you have an old HVAC system, I would get that done. And then after that, I would put solar on the home. Bill, a lot of people, you know, they see ads on TV or they see Facebook posts about solar and they're interested in it. It's who doesn't like cool technology, right? But what you're saying is starting with that insulation, it, it has an immediate impact on your energy bill, right? Yes, it, it will have an immediate impact because when we got our first house, the HERS rating was 116. We got it down to about 80-something, and we didn't have to put windows in the house. We just did some insulation. Bill, we've talked a lot on, uh, on this show about the HERS score, about energy efficiency. I mean, part of what we want to do in our radio show is to help people save money, and uh, I know I'm, I have solar on my house, and yeah, that's great, but I did the insulation first. So my house is very, very tight. And then when you add insulation to a tight house, you can get to net zero quicker. You can get to net zero energy quicker by doing that. But I would also suggest that to get with the HERS rater and let them do suggestions to t- take it either, even further. You know, I've been talking to uh, the Georgia Realtor Association uh, and trying to get them to do more, to, to provide more information from a seller to a buyer about the energy efficiency level of the home. So don't just check a box that it has solar. Tell me how old it is. How many how many kilowatts it is. Uh, the manufacturer. Uh, and 
uh, and, and give me more information about the house, not less. Uh, and, you know, the Realtor Association is very interested in, I guess, bringing, bringing their systems uh, and the MLS listing up to a, a higher level. This neighborhood that you're going to be building in Valdosta, I mean, it's going to have all of these homes built to really these high standards. Yes, and another thing that I would suggest is the green addendum for the realtors. And that's what we're going to have. There's a green addendum, and it's a checklist of everything that you would have to make the house efficient. Bill, as you're looking at at building this neighborhood, what are some features that you're going to put in this house, these houses, uh, that maybe consumers wouldn't normally think about in putting in a house, but you obviously know about them, what, and you're going to be doing it at scale so that it'll be cheaper than it would be for just me to do it on my own. What are some of the things you're going to be putting in the house to get that her score where it needs to be? Uh, smart thermostats would be one. Uh, the, the heating and air conditioning would be two. The windows would be three, the insulation, uh, then the solar and the batteries. You know, as you think about building a net zero home and doing it in this real estate market, I know things are expensive out there and people that are buying homes, you know, these homes go so quickly. It's almost like consumers aren't being as picky now as they're buying things, but you're going to be providing something that really has a low energy bill for a very long time. Yes. Uh, when you look at the fact that you won't have an electric bill in, in these homes, that adds value to that home. And that's, that adds value for the real estate people to sell them. You know, the, a couple of homes that you've done, and I know I've had solar on two of, two of my homes. As you look back, is there any advice that you would give to my listeners on the show as they maybe take an older home and begin to try to make it better, moving towards net zero. I mean, what advice would you have for them? I would suggest that they go to a hers rater and find out how to make the house efficient because there's things that they do with the, the test, that test that they use, it will tell them what you need to do to make the house better. And where do you find a hers rater? Uh, I would suggest South Face or go to the internet, ResNet. There's a, several places that you can find. So folks may have heard of South Face. We've had some of their folks on the radio show before. I think it's southface.org. But they are becoming more and more of an energy advisor, both to corporate, to builders, to people that are trying to build lead Platinum, uh, you know, uh, you know, office buildings. South Face is is really become the preeminent energy advisor, along with companies like JLL Jones Lang LaSalle, who advised NCR in building the only double platinum lead building east of the Mississippi River. Yeah, uh, that's 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 great. I think Georgia Tech has has done some lead stuff in Atlanta, um, and there are several other organizations that have. Uh, we're going to be working in that respect uh, in dealing with uh, a commercial building that we're looking to build later. Yeah, D- uh, Georgia Tech built the Candida building, and not only is it net zero, it would. They do. They generate and save enough energy in the Candida building that they could take another Candida building, exactly what they have, and power that to be net zero. Uh, It is, you know, probably the most energy efficient building in Georgia. It's called the Living Building, Uh, and. Uh, and we've featured them on the radio. It, it is a sight to behold. So to my listeners, if you haven't had a chance to go tour that, they do tours every day. And you're just not going to believe what Georgia Tech has done. Bill, I really think that as we have more and more people building facilities like the Candida building, the NCR building, the neighborhood that you want to do, as we have more builders see, oh, okay, I can do this without breaking the bank, I think we're going to continue to see more and more of it. Yes, I think so, too. Uh, We have uh, buildings in Georgia that that have done very well uh, using uh, 
the uh, hers rating and, and the um, lead aspects. So I think we're, we're moving in the right direction in the state of Georgia. Bill, just a couple of minutes left in this segment. As you kind of look out on the energy landscape, I, you know, I'm feeling like batteries are going to be the next big thing. What are you excited about uh, in the world of energy as you see it materialize? I'm excited about solar and battery as a microgrid uh, and the new trucks that are coming out from Tesla, from Ford, from uh, the new company that you all just bought here to Georgia. What's the name of it, Jen? Yeah, so we're talking Rivian, uh, and, and they're coming up there off of I-20. Yeah, uh, we're, we're in the process of uh, trying to do a, a project uh, similar to what you all were doing about getting some company in South Georgia to come down here so we can have electric vehicles manufactured in South Georgia. You know, there's a mega site in Bryan County, um, about an hour from the port, Claxton, Georgia. Folks may know the fruitcake well, this mega site uh, has, uh, has a number of companies that are looking at it, uh, and they're in a courtship phase with the state, and I don't know who's going to wind up there. But assembling these parcels of land uh, is difficult. Uh, it, it took the four counties at Stanton Springs, where Facebook and Rivian is, it took them 20 years. The four counties of Morgan County, Jasper County, Walton County and Newton County to assemble that track of land. And so, you know, when it comes to doing these sites that are attractive to these companies, there's just nothing easy about it. I understand. Uh, Valdosta, we've had a problem with getting companies to come down because I don't think they think that we have the technical talent down here to do that. But we got the airport there, and we can just commute out of the airport. Well, Bill, good luck in this neighborhood. Uh, I got to come to your groundbreaking. Thanks a lot for being on Energy Matters. We will have you there, Tim. Thanks. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Energy Matters. Energy Matters would like to thank Gas South for its support of the show. Gas South has a no deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. Gas South, the difference is good. Hey, Tim Eccles here, host of Energy Matters. Solar's growing like crazy in Georgia, and I certainly say buyer beware. It's great to have companies like Creative Solar USA on the job. Russ, why do folks need to reach out to you? Tim, we're going on to our 14th year, and we have the best staff and most experienced installers in the state to get the job done right. You can find out more at creativesolarusa.com or call 770-485-7438. That's creativesolarusa.com. BMVW is the place in Metro Atlanta to get your used hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or fully electric car. They're located on the south side near the airport, but it is well worth the drive. Go online to look at their inventory at ev-hybrid.com and set up a time to see the vehicle or even drive it for up to three days. I don't know of anywhere else in Metro Atlanta that you can do that. That's ev-hybrid.com, the best deal in town. ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey, Tim Eccles back on Energy Matters at one of my favorite places, Jekyll Island. And though I don't drink whiskey or wine, I do love wildlife. So I'm here at the Whiskey, Wine, and Wildlife Festival, and I am in a very cool exhibit. Uh, I've got Michelle with me, and they are selling items that's been made from 100% ocean 
trash in Kenya. Michelle, what an incredible story. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So we have about 150 employees in Kenya and just outside of Nairobi that bring all of this art together um, made out of 100% ocean trash. We do collect flip-flops out of the ocean. We tr uh, collect styrofoam out of the ocean. Any wire that's attached to any trash we collect. And then we have about, we have 15 master artists that come together and bring this and lead our teams. We'll have a, a alligator team and we'll have an octopus team that bring all these to life. Well, we certainly have alligators here on Jekyll Island. Just go over the golf course and and stand around one of the ponds long <laughs> enough and you'll and you'll see it. But also colorful and incredible. Who came up with this idea? Yes, about 15 years ago, a marine biologist um, saw some kids whittling toys out of flip-flops on the ocean, just sitting on the on the beach. And her kids, she whittled some for her kids, and then the next village wanted some. And then um, it's been a business in Kenya for about 15 years. My sister-in-law um, took over about six years ago and really took it to the next level um, they were struggling in Kenya just to have the jobs and she was like I think we can take this product to America and create more jobs and have more employees and we have we have about 150 employees max capacity there and we even interviewed them and asked them how many mouths they feed with their one job and they said at least each of them fed 10 people or more, some of them up to 15 family members on their one and one salary making this art out of flip-flops. So before I became a commissioner, I started a nonprofit. It's called Teen Pack. It's in all 50 states. And one of my Florida students is now essentially running an orphanage in Kenya. We, uh, we help provide some financial support for her, but there's a number of folks that have created nonprofits in the U.S. But what I love about what you're talking about is you're providing jobs for people and you are helping them do something besides just get a handout. Yes, absolutely. And it goes all the way from our beach cleanups. We have people that um, sew our bags for us. We have people who just work on the eyelashes, the little eyelashes. Um, we have about 60% women in our staff, too. It's not just men. Um, a lot of times the men would work in Kenya and the women would take care of the children and, and teach them school and all of that. But now uh, it's a little bit different there now. And the women are starting to come into our fold. And so we have the whole family um, working in our factory now. Yeah, so if you're just joining us, uh, I'm talking to Michelle, and they have made some very cool things from Ocean Trash. You're hearing uh, a little band in the background. We're here at the Whiskey, Wine, and Wildlife Festival. And don't worry, those of you that know me as a teetotaler, I'm not partaking of anything except the wildlife on Jekyll Island and the very cool wildlife that's here in this booth. Let's go ahead and just tell people where they can see this stuff online. Okay, so we have a website. It's called OceanSoulOnline.com. You can see O-C-E-A-N-S-O-L-E-Online.com. Soul, like the soul of a shoe. That's what we usually say. And so we also have, we're on Instagram, Facebook, um, and we do have a YouTube channel, I think, is where the most information comes from because they can go on our YouTube channel and take a factory tour and see how the artists are actually carving and sanding and making all this art come to life. So it's incredible. Well, one of my, I've had six electric cars, and one of my electric cars is called the Sea Turtle because it's wrapped, it's wrapped in a sea turtle design. So I'm going to have to buy a sea turtle of some sort from you here because you've got sea turtles, alligators, hearts, octopus, giraffe. What is what is kind of the best seller um, as you go as you as you guys travel? What's the best seller here? Um, the sea turtles are definitely our best seller here in North Florida, South Georgia area where we're, we're home. And then the alligators have sold really well all throughout Florida because they're everywhere. Um, we do sell a lot of our uh, African animals as well. You'd be surprised at how many people have traveled to Kenya and have this great 
great memory of a safari they went on and they see our art and they're like, I want this because it's helping save the ocean. And I can also remember my great trip to Africa. So, um, but yeah, we have lots of, uh, the turtles have been really popular. Um, we have dinosaurs. Um, but the sea turtles by far. Let, let me ask you, because we talk a lot about repurposing, recycling, reusing, composting on our show, which is called Energy Matters. And, you know, I, what I am hearing about other places around the world is that countries are not taking care of their rivers. They're throwing things down. It's flowing out to sea. And part of all of this is brought on because... People are just conveniently tossing it wherever. Is that the case in Kenya, or have you seen places where that's happening? It's absolutely the case. One flip-flop can toss down a little bitty stream and then block it just the same way a beaver dam would block it and stop the whole entire water flow to a village, their only source of water. So we realized that. We were collecting them off the ocean. They come from the ocean onto our shores, and we collect them automatically. You walk up, you see them. But no one had thought about them being in the inland waterways. And so when the rainy, you know, people walk and there's, th what, three billion people over there that wear flip-flops. It's a poor man's shoe, so they're cheaply made. There's, you know, millions and millions of people that that's their only means of transportation. And they blow out regularly. They're made of really cheap rubber. These flip-flop manufacturers are, like, pumping out a million flip-flops a day. So think about how many they're creating a day and then how many just get into the ocean. We collect a million out of the ocean a year in the Indian Ocean. And that's every year, about a ton a month we're doing. Wow. You know, a big part of what we're trying to do on Energy Matters is educate people about how to use technology wisely, how to live a sustainable life, how to save money. But, you know, as I travel up and down our 100 miles of coast here in Georgia, I find people like at the very top island, Tybee Island, people like Beth Reed and Jan Will who go out every Sunday night after the tourists have come and gone and they're picking up trash, cigarette butts on their beach and they are taking personal responsibility for their own island. And we just... We just need to help people see the value in that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but we do have waste management, and what they don't have in Kenya is any kind of waste management. So at least we have waste management, and then we still create some garbage. Um, so in Kenya, they don't even have any waste management. So the trash goes nowhere. It just stays wherever it lies. You know, I, you know, I've said this before because I've been to Tokyo. I have a lot of friends from Japan that run Japanese companies, and the Japanese do trash better than anyone. That place is pristine over there. They don't even have trash cans because they take it home with them and put it in their various recycle bins, which may be five or six or seven or eight or nine. We need to take every Kenyan elected official to Tokyo and give them a vision for what can be. And I often say... We need to take every official in the city of Atlanta to Tokyo because Atlanta looks like a trash dump depending on where you go. Right, absolutely. I'm from Atlanta, so I would agree with that. I grew up on the outskirts. Um, but yeah, no waste management there. No one really cares, and it just stays. Well, just in our last couple of minutes, what's ahead for your company? Do you see it growing? I mean, you've got 150 employees in Kenya. You're marketing. Uh, are, are you selling a lot online? Or where, where are you going from here? We are growing at leaps and bounds. Um, we got, uh, we arrived in, we arrived in America in September of 2019. So just prior to COVID. So we really don't know our potential here yet. Um, because everything was canceled um, basically for almost the last two years. So we're just fortunate to get back out. Um, we're growing in wholesale. We have our art in the Smithsonian. Uh, we're in Clearwater Marine Aquarium in Tampa. Um, we are in several zoos and aquariums all over the country. 
I mentioned Tybee Island. They have the Marine Science Center there. You probably haven't been, but this is perfect for their store. And so we got to get you up there and let develop a wholesale relationship with the Marine Science Center and my friends up there. Wendy and I are big supporters of, of that. They bring children in the city out to the coast and they help them see about the ecosystem there and the shipping channels and everything yes. that makes uh, that makes the coast work. Thank you so much for being on Energy Matters today. Thank you. I appreciate you stopping by. And tell us once again how people can find out about your great products. So we are online. Our website is www.oceansoulonline.com. O-C-E-A-N-S-O-L-E online.com All of our products are there. It tells about our story. You can also go on our channel on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Read all about our artists. Meet the carvers and see all the wonderful things they make. And for those of you that know that my co-host Casey Boyce has nicknamed me the TikTok Commissioner, check my TikTok and look at the very cool sea turtle that I bought. Hey, stick around. We'll be back with another segment in just a minute. You're listening to Energy Matters. Creative Solar USA is a Georgia-based turnkey installer of innovative solar panel systems. With their NABCEP certified installers, they ensure you receive the highest quality solar energy system in the industry. They're proud to work with you before, during, and after the install, blending customer demand, system capability, and expertise to provide the best service possible. Contact them today at 770-485-7438 or creativesolarusa.com. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We talk all the time on Energy Matters about buying a used EV instead of a new one. Let someone else pay the depreciation. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, can fix you up. Go to their website at ev-hybrid.com to see the ever-changing inventory. BMVW has every brand, every type of EV, and they'll even let you test drive it for three days, show you how to charge it and drive it for maximum performance. That's ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. Reducing pollution from the transportation industry is an important goal, and few alternative vehicle fuels offer the distinct advantages of compressed natural gas. I myself drive an F-150 CNG pickup. Marlin Compression, part of Marlin Gas Services, is helping to usher in this clean energy future to the Port of Savannah, too. Not only is Marlin Compression a trusted provider of CNG for fleet fueling, they are also working with Port Fueling Center on a state-of-the-art CNG truck fueling facility. Learn more about the distinct economic and environmental advantages of using natural gas for trucking fleets of all sizes and explore all of Marlin services by visiting marlincompression.com. That's marlincompression.com. Calculate your savings today. Welcome back to Energy Matters, everyone. I'm Tim Eccles, your host, my co-host, Casey Boyce. Casey, how's it going? Good. It's great to be saving energy, learning more about sustainability, and talking about Energy Matters Awards this morning. Yeah, folks may not know. I mean, our show goes far and wide. We are going to focus on Georgia this particular segment because we're going to be doing some sustainability awards, 18 of them in our state. We've talked about them before, Casey, but I want us to talk a lot about these leading up to the awards when we start to release these awards in June. We'll do one per week. And Casey, we have a beautiful watercolor that YKK commissioned. They've had the same artist doing this for 40 years. Each winner will receive a framed watercolor uh, limited edition print, and we'll hand deliver that across the state of Georgia. And we're also, Casey, going to talk about everybody else that was nominated for these categories. Well, and that's what I'm really excited about, Tim. I mean, there's some amazing things that are happening in this state, definitely deserving of recognition. And so the opportunity to you know look at all of the people who were nominated, look at the award winners, and bring them to you, our listeners on the air, is going to be fantastic. Yeah, Casey, so let's go through these. I mean, we've got them kind of in some super categories, I guess you could say. We've got... Uh, 
a, a lot of sustainability projects. Uh, so the first really one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight awards are sustainability projects. And Casey, we're we're being very specific on this because it's just not fair to just recognize the big players, is it? No, and there's a lot of smaller companies across Georgia that are increasingly doing some really interesting things around sustainability. So, you know, we, we've talked about some of those on the show before, but we're looking to hear from you, our you know, our listeners and other people who are working with these, you know, smaller communities, smaller businesses. What's what's got your interest? We'll start out that first week with the best sustainability project by a city. This is a Georgia city, so some of you may have traveled to places like Savannah or other uh, other Georgia cities, even if you're from out of our out of our state, and you may have seen something. Maybe you saw those Nissan Leafs that are doing parking enforcement in Savannah. Maybe you maybe you saw some uh, some natural gas trash trucks in DeKalb County, uh, which that county has been really the gold standard for uh, natural gas implementation in our state we would invite you just to hit either casey or i up uh any way that you can get that nomination to us we'll get it in our spreadsheet for the judges and we've got a team of judges casey of very qualified judges that are going to be looking at these and making these decisions absolutely yeah you can reach us at uh casey boyce that's me uh at tim eccles uh and uh, at matters radio all on twitter so uh, casey we're going to do uh the best project by a city but then we're going to do best project by a small company and we're defining that as under 50 employees by a uh, best project uh, by a large company best sustainability project in the faith community by a transportation related company in the ho- in the uh hospitality industry um manufacturing industry uh, by an educational in- institution and then we're going to look at best sustainability project to an underserved community. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to showcasing some of these on the the show in more depth as we go throughout the remainder of this year. Maybe you've seen a hotel chain, for example, that has just across the chain been very progressive in implementing sustainability. We've talked before about these European hotels. Uh, You may have been in them where you go in and you have to put your key in the slot. And when you do, you get power to the room. And then when you leave, you pull your little hotel key out and it shuts everything down for you. Casey, I wonder how much electricity is consumed in U.S. hotels by people leaving the TV on, leaving the AC freezing, leaving all the lights on. Uh, and some of these hotels may not even have LED lights in the restroom. They may have just just those, those old-fashioned lights that really put out a lot of heat, which makes the AC work even more. I mean, just that one little gizmo probably saves an enormous amount of energy. I can imagine so. I mean, it's a small amount in an individual room, but collectively, to your point, it adds up. And by the way, that's dollars, right? Those hotel companies have to spend money on energy that otherwise could go to the bottom line. Casey, I was thinking on the sustainability project to an underserved community. We mentioned the the lift Chevy bolts that they have down at Cox Automotive. It's not in Buckhead. It's not in Roswell. It's in an opportunity zone in one of the most blighted areas of our city. That is an underserved community because when you go there, nobody wants to set up a business on that road. And I know that road because my family owned a car auction on that road in that very spot from <laughs> 1960 until we sold it to Cox Automotive. So I know a something, a little something about that blighted area. I mean, not only is it an area surrounded by low-income homes that really need repairs, but it has a lot of adult entertainment businesses on it. And I can tell you, you know, I don't, I don't want my wife uh, and grandkids driving along that street. And so what happens is when you have this type of a situation, it pushes away business. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not a magnet for business. Yeah, maybe it's a magnet for bros that want to go down there uh, and participate in, in, you know, in the adult entertainment. Casey, don't get me started about the nexus between adult (laughs) entertainment and human traffic. I I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. (laughs) Let's get back to sustainability. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say that, let's just say that human trafficking is not a good thing for Georgia. (laughs) Casey, let's talk about these energy efficiency awards. Sustainability is kind of this broad category. Energy efficiency is really, you know, Tim, you talked about it in the hospitality industry, um, you know, ways that they can conserve, but efficiency is really 
more about uh, how do you get the same service with less energy, right? So how do you put things in, you know, you mentioned the LED lights, right? You still get light when you turn on an LED light. You're just using a lot less energy to do it. I was talking to Patrick Parker, who owns all of the Parker stores around the Brunswick area. His brother, Greg, owns the ones around Savannah, Hilton Head, Statesboro. But Patrick was telling me that he made energy efficiency upgrades to five of his stores, including the one at the end of the St. Simons Causeway and in Sterling and a couple others. And he said he spent about a quarter of a million dollars doing insulation and other energy efficiency upgrades for those stores. And given that he's probably going to own those for a very long time, he's going to get pretty quick payback on that, I would think. KC, I would think four or five years for all the upgrades that he probably made, including the rebates that he gets to subtract for doing it, right? Right. Well, and, and Parker's is great just to kind of go off topic here for a minute or maybe queue up our next set of awards. But, you know, they've got a lot of EV chargers down in, in their uh, stations down there along the coast. Tim, maybe an opportunity to transition here to the uh, the transportation section of the awards. We're going to talk about and give awards for uh, the best EV implementation by a large company, institution. That would be like a college or nonprofit EV implementation award for a small company and even a CNG implementation award for those that are using compressed natural gas. And Casey, you know, I love all alternative fuels. I'm just big on that. I've been promoting it since I got in office. Unlike me, you've actually driven a CNG vehicle as your your daily driver. But, you know, you mentioned DeKalb County before using CNG for their landfill trucks, and they actually source a lot of that from the landfill, right? So it's a little bit of a closed loop there. And, and there are other communities around the state that are doing similar things. Big opportunity for savings in CNG fleets. That autonomous vehicle award, Casey, we have a lot of people nominating various companies, and uh, we're, we're going to recognize an award for autonomy, and we're talking about autonomy when it comes to vehicles. Right? I'd be interested to hear about that and, and what we've got. I know there's some good work that's happening around the Atlanta area uh, in autonomy and, and curious to see what gets nominated. And those of you, you know, maybe you listen to us in Brunswick or Savannah, uh, in Athens, a- Atlanta, Clarksville. Casey, we're going to be going into the Macon, Georgia market. Excellent. Uh, starting in, in March, we're going to be on uh, in Macon Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, so we want to uh, we want to welcome all of our Macon listeners in and really glad that you are going to be a part of the Energy Matters family. Well, Casey, I can't wait till we start giving out these awards and recognizing these people for the great work that they're doing out there. You guys who follow us regularly, stick around. We'll have another segment on Energy Matters for our radio listeners, but you can catch us anytime on WGAUradio.com forward slash Energy Matters forward slash. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. We live in Georgia and love our state. One reason is our super low electric rate. We have Tim Eccles to thank at the PSC. I know he works hard for you and me. Tim travels our state, helping people save with solar panels, biomass, wind, and even wave. No one works harder. We all know his speed. Tim Eccles is a winner. We need him to lead. Vote Tim, vote Tim. Let's keep him in. Vote Tim, vote Tim. on track. Vote him, vote him. His record is the fact. Vote him, vote him. Keep Georgia on track. Vote him, vote him. He's got your back. People like Tim because he's easy to reach. He solves people's problems from mountains to beach. He listens, he learns, he cares for us all, even peace. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit, and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. 
Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. Tim Eccles, host of Energy Matters, here with Jeff Pratt of Green Power EMC. Jeff, more and more EMCs are offering solar to their members, and you're seeing it grow like crazy across rural Georgia. Tim, you're right. Co-ops in Georgia are doing a great job of deploying solar across the state. In fact, they're leaders in the country with respect to engaging customers and deploying large-scale solar to benefit all their members. Hey, contact your EMC and ask them about their solar energy policy, or just Google Green Power EMC. This segment of Energy Matters is sponsored by Hall Booth Smith. This law firm works with over 88 Fortune 500 companies, and they have offices from Brunswick to Athens, Tifton to Columbus, and of course, Atlanta. We'd like to thank Hall Booth Smith for the great work they do with school boards, hospitals, cities, and counties all over our state. See more at hallboothsmith.com. It is the Martha Zoller Show, and we're here with um, Tim Eccles. Welcome. Hey, it's great to be in studio with you and having some Longstreet Biscuit uh, here. I know. They're always the best. Mm -hmm. They are the best. So let's talk a little bit. First of all, uh, you mentioned as we were coming in that in the infrastructure package, that's not what they were talking about. They were talking about Build Back Better, but um, a Build Back Broke is what I like to call it. But on the infrastructure that was passed, the bipartisan bill, there is something that Georgia got out of that. Yeah, because when all those climate planners got to Glasgow for COP26, the big UN conference that kind of is the next iteration in that conference after the Paris Accord, which you remember, they discovered, wait a second, we're closing nuclear power plants in Germany, in California, in Florida, other places, and we are going backwards uh, because we're having to replace it with gas. And in Germany, they're replacing it with coal, brown coal, they call it. Uh, And so uh, it was a a wake-up moment for planners over there as they looked at their goals. Their their first goal was 2035. The next big goal is 2050 when all of these folks are saying that they're going to be zero CO2 out of emissions plants. So I I don't think they're going to be able to do it virtually anywhere without other than france uh because they have so many nuclear power plants with with this plan to close nuclear energy you just have to you just have to have it so we got so what did we get out of that yeah well the u.s uh of course we're georgia's the only state building new nuclear but what we got out of it was a 20-year extension of of our nuclear power plant down in Baxley, Georgia. Uh, If folks have ever gone through Applin County, heading down to the beach, and you take the scenic route, there is uh, our oldest nuclear power plant there, and we're going to extend the life of it. But haven't we, in most cases, dealt with the issue of the waste because they've figured out a way to reuse the stuff and reuse and reuse until there's not much left? No, all of our waste is still sitting in our plants because the federal government won't pick it up. The federal government owns the waste uh, after it comes out of the reactors. And we, we, even if we had, and I talked to Governor Deal about this, he was very interested in reprocessing nuclear material. We couldn't get federal permission to do it. Uh, so it has to sit there until the federal government That's picks ridiculous. it up. And, and France, they recycle 96% with so, our technology. So you brought with you a book then mm-hmm. tell us about that. Yeah, this is the 25th report of the Railroad Commission of Georgia, which uh, is what the Public Service Commission came from. They just changed our name in the 1920s. But I thought it was cool looking at the Gainesville Spur coming out of Social Circle. You could come from Social Circle to Gainesville on the train. It was 52 miles. It cost three cents per mile back then in 1897 uh, to do this. Uh, and it made stops in, you know, it made stops in Gresham, Monroe, uh, Candler just down the road had a depot, Belmont, Houston, where I live, Mulberry, Winder, Bethlehem. So back in the day, trains were really, really important in the 1800s. Of course, as cars came along, trains, you know, faded away. And of course, you have, if you go to Europe or you go to Northeast U.S., you still have nice trains. We do not have nice trains here in the South, unfortunately. And it's probably not going to come back. No. I don't not think, in the foreseeable future. I really don't. I, I wish it would. I wish it would. But, I mean, we may one day, there may be some bullet train that goes from Atlanta to D.C. to New York. But I doubt it because people are so used to cheap airfare. Why would you want to hop on a train 
and do that when you have Delta that flies everywhere out of Atlanta. And flies every hour from every Atlanta hour. to New it's York just, and Atlanta just, to D.C. It's just too convenient. And that uh, there's like a shuttle that goes from D.C. to New York that I think runs like every hour that's like 50 bucks, something like that. It's crazy. Even now, it's about $50. It's crazy. So tell us what you're working on in the Public Service Commission. Yeah, the PSC is responsible to do energy planning for the state of Georgia. So every three years we do this and we take a 20-year look. And the reason you take a 20-year look is it takes a long time to build power plants and transmission lines and get the approvals and permits and, and do all of this. So Georgia Power... Uh, is tasked with submitting the plan, and the Public Service Commission can amend it, change it, delete this, add that, and eventually the five of us commissioners ratify the plan, uh, and that becomes the effect of law, and we move forward. So it's like that. a 20-year plan that gets adjusted every three years. That's right. That's right. And in the nonprofit world, we'd call that a strategic plan, and so that's kind of how we do it. So you're going to see According to Georgia Power, I won't say you're going to see this because commissioners have to approve it, but they want to close a lot of coal plants, Um, probably half of them by 2028, and then the other half by 2035. Um, I've got some concerns about one particular plant in Cartersville. It's a third of the school board budget up there. I don't get any complaints about it, and it is important to Northwest Georgia reliability. Well, let me ask you a question about coal plants because, you know, there's, you know, there have been a number of times, and I'm not blaming George Power, but they've closed a plant and it's basically killed a town, you know, and there's nowhere for people to work. And um, I, I understand where all this is coming from, but am I wrong in looking at it as, okay, there's nobody that burns coal cleaner than probably the United States of America. That's right. Okay, there are coal plants going up all over the place, continuing in China and India and other places. And there, coal is going to be burned somewhere. If we're not burning it here, it's going to be shipped wherever and be burned somewhere else. Wouldn't it be better for us to continue using coal as a stopgap kind of way to provide energy and not be on this path of totally getting rid of coal? Well, well, just because you have it doesn't mean you actually have to burn it. What what we're seeing around the country is dispatchable energy, like the generator at this radio station, for example. If we lost power right now, that generator is full of diesel out there, and it would turn on, and it would give us power in here. That's dispatchable power, instant. Our solar is not dispatchable. Our wind's not dispatchable. Uh, And so dispatchable power is going away in many states in the U.S. So if you kept the coal unit open with a pile of coal there, you could call on that in the case of an emergency. And so just because you keep it open doesn't mean that you have to use it. Georgia Power wants to actually close them. Uh, And I've got concerns about that. Uh, They do want to replace it with natural gas. That's a good thing. The problem we're having with coal is that the ash that coal produces is, is cumbersome. You have to babysit it. And it's costing us literally billions of dollars to babysit this ash. And so, yeah, the cement business, over the next 10 years, they'll buy about 20 million cubic yards of it. We have 90 million cubic yards. Okay. okay. So, put it in perspective, they're going to take about a fifth of it over the over 10 years. It will be gone forever. It will be in cement. It'll be in your sidewalks, your bridges, your driveways, because they use roughly 10% coal ash in a cement you know, cement truck mixture. It, it helps with the adhesiveness of it. But it's expensive for us to babysit it. And the Biden administration's EPA has just kind of signaled that they may come back and tell us that we have to dig up the ponds that have been covered and actually put a liner in it. And I'm not talking about a little fishing pond here. I'm talking about 500-acre ponds. I'm talking uh, just thousands and thousands and thousands of dump truck loads moved and then put back. So you know, it pain. does seem like sometimes that the federal government, you know, can't see its nose for its face. What is it? Cuts its nose off to spite its face. And I think there's a resentment of how economical power is in the Southeast and the Southwest, because it really is. I mean, if you look at what we pay for power versus other parts of the country, we do it pretty well comparatively. 
Yeah, yeah. So your California caller just a little while ago, right? They they have gone to war against nuclear energy, against natural gas, coal, of course, and they have shamed their neighbors into it, Martha. They made it a moral issue uh, that burning coal is somehow immoral. And when you move something to the level of it being moral or immoral, it definitely ratchets up the debate. Uh, and then you can then you can shame people and you can put guilt on them. And when California, when the wind's not blowing in California and the sun's not shining and it's raining like for a week and they used to be able to go to Washington, Oregon, Arizona and get dispatchable power from those coal units. But those coal units aren't there anymore because they've shamed them into closing them. And so that's why you have rolling blackouts, brownouts in the Bay Area uh, when you have a fire or when you have uh, no wind or a lot of rain out there in California. And so it has made a very unreliable grid. And we've got, we've got a lot of California companies moving to Georgia. So Susan in Gainesville said the burn is not the problem. It is the disposal of the ash produced by the coal burning. And I think you've already touched on yeah, that, Susan, but that was Susan, her concern. Yeah, Susan's right. That That is a problem. You don't have that with natural gas. There is no ash. And in fact, natural gas has half the CO2, half the greenhouse gases. And I would say that biomass generation using wood chips, you don't have a nitrogen oxide scrubber. You don't have a mercury baghouse. You still have the CO2, but wood chips are actually better to burn than coal. Uh, and we do have a lot of wood chips here in Georgia. Well, from and Flash. I think too, the, the idea of using whatever you can, I think is a good one. The biomass idea, all of that. I think that's a good one. And I, I'm an all in energy person. I think we probably are getting out of, um, you know, the, the, the fuels we've used in the past, although I'm not one of these people that believes we found all there is because, you know, we, what was it, 10 years ago, they found that big oil uh, off the coast of Brazil that they didn't know was there. I think that there are going to be reserves of energy that we thought that's all there was, but we find more because we get better at it. We can go deeper. We can go farther. We can go do all the things that we couldn't do 100 years ago to find things. So I just think it has to be an all-in that you want to use it as efficiently and as cleanly as you can, but you but when you start eliminating entire sources of power, you create what's happened in in Texas during that very cold weather last year and then in California. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your $1, 2 or $5 checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.